0: And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. Oh boy, it's wild and wonderful what's going to happen. We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowzer Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First... We have so many great Old Testament examples Noah, Abe, Joe, Mo, but few are as fantastic as Joe. Do you like that? Noah, Abe, Joe, Mo, but few as good as Joe. Joe is a stellar example of how to handle trials. What did he have that gave him the capacity to go from trial to trial? That's that's one of the great things about the scriptures, learning those things. And everyone, uh, as bad as his trial before, and every time he didn't do anything wrong, and he kissed, worse trial, worse trial, worse, poor guy. His key was that he didn't see this as God's disappointment with him. Now listen to that line. I know this is the intro, but listen. Joseph's key was that he did not see trials as God's disappointment in him, but in God's confidence in him. Next, the biggest problem for Christian people is have patience, have patience, don't be in such a hurry. We know that God is faithful and just, but we think that his justice should come at our appointed time. So we see the situation and think, Lord, now, wouldn't this be, like, right now the right time for you to show up and do stuff? And wouldn't this be, like, the perfect time for you to jump into this situation and say, here I am to save the day? The problem is that it's a sin to think that we know the right Time for God to act and finally the ultimate funny is that our enemy thinks that victory is within their grasp what enemy? all of them spiritually wicked the wicked any form of evil the scriptures state clearly if God is for us who can be against us and who cares you and God are a majority if the Lord is with us then we win period do we win all the time instantly? no but we always win, no matter how long it seems or feels.
1: David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
0: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics entertainment and current events personal revelations spiritual observations my life's insanities and oy vey. so much more hey we're asking you what do you think now here's how you reach out to us you can send an email david at he must That's david at org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that, Captain Chris answers the phone. It's like you're sailing towards the sunset, on a boat and he's the captain of the ship and you're thinking hey this is nice hey i like this that's what happens when you call that number all in a moment when he says hello when he says k am <laughs> that's when it happens here's the bottom line you can have a question you can have a thought you can have something you want to share you can have a praise report you can have a prayer request you can have something that's on your heart you can just have something you're going through and you just kind of want to talk it out. and want to have other people understanding it and, and kind of connecting with you in it. Oh, that's good. You can have an answer to Bible trivia. What kind of Bible trivia, Dave? This kind. According to the Gospel of John, who mistook Jesus for a gardener? Who mistook Jesus for a gardener? Who did that? Who thought it was JC Landscaping? That? Who thought that? All right, uh, if you think you know, by the way, we encourage you to reach out to us in the ways to do that we already mentioned. You call 972-445-0770. You can also uh, text 214-210-8483, and then you can send an email, david at org. We did do a uh, little bit of a wish, and we'll do that maybe again on the uh, maybe the next segment for somebody special, one of our most fave, fave, fave people in the world uh, having a birthday, and we're going to say something about that. But in the meantime, we have somebody who's ready to answer the trivia. Are we ready? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to?
2: Um, It's Deborah. Hi, Debra. How's it going? Good. Good. How are you today?
0: I'm doing fantastic. I'm, we had a little episode with the dog, but it turned out all right. So it was just one of those things where you don't know and that it's fine, but you worry because you're human and you don't know how everything uh, coordinates, but God does and laughs at you. You know, it's one of those. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, <laughs> You know, I uh, my parents had a boxer when I was growing up And she lived to be 14 Really?
0: That's a long, uh, long time That's really good, that's really encouraging to hear You just really encouraged <laughs> my heart by hearing that That's awesome, I did not know that Alright, according to John's Gospel Who mistook Jesus for a gardener?
2: I think it was uh, Mary That is correct,
0: Amundo You are right She thought it was JC Landscaping or something. She missed that one because uh, uh, you're the gardener. Where's the body? Okay. (laughs) i like, wow. So that is 100% right on track. I'm going to guess you knew that right off the bat, right?
2: I thought I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have affirmed it and confirmed it. You did. Good job on that. All right. right. (laughs) right, Okay, well,
2: y'all have a good day. All
0: right. God bless you. God
2: bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: All right. One of our fave people as well. By the way, a second shout-out birthday. We're not going to play the tune until I know she's listening. But a big shout-out to our very own Joy Ann because it is her birthday. I think she's 35. Okay? like that? (laughs) That was good. Anyway, uh, she's one of our favorite people. Make sure when you spend a little time in prayer, say, you know, thank the Lord for her. She's a wonderful addition in our show. She does uh, great things in the sense that she prays for everybody on an often basis, as well as helps with trivia, as well as helps me with some of my book stuff. Oh, yeah, you can get the book stuff uh, on the website, too. We'll get to that later. All right, let's get into this little teach real quickly. I want you to understand this. So, you know, we talked about Joseph. There's nothing new that you guys haven't heard. The guy had prophetic dreams. He was hated by his brother. He was sold. He was falsely accused, and he was thrown in jail. Okay? Here's what Genesis 50, 15 through 20 says. When Joseph's brothers saw their their, their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did? So they sent word to Joseph saying, Your father left us instructions before he died. This is what you're to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Okay? I'm going to go to verse 19. But Joseph said, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me. But God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. This is the key to the teaching. Joseph knew God's intention. No, he didn't know how it was going to break out. He didn't know when he was in prison he was going to interpret dreams and have one of those guys forget who he is. He didn't know that his brothers were going to sell him. He didn't know he was going to get falsely accused of rape. What? You can't falsely accuse anybody of that. Really? Tell Joseph. He went to jail for it. But at no point did Joseph impute to God anything of a wrong intent. And he did say, you know, you guys tried to hurt me. You tried to wound me but God intended it for something else. That right there is the key to the lesson. Everything else I say is going to just be uh, a, a repeat, and there's gonna, not going to be anything. There's not going to be a new revelation, but it's the same revelation, and if it doesn't get through, it's going to sit in the same place outside of your heart. You have to take it in. You have to hear what he's saying. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. You think, well, no, no, all things, they can't work together for good. Of course they can. And that's God's intent. But when we're going through a trial, you can't tell me it feels that way. It doesn't. That's where faith comes in. And that's where you can't allow feelings to dictate over faith. I I go through this every day. I think I go through this every day. I'm just really, I literally have to consider my life. I mean, every day there's some nuance or some element that I, you know, gravitate to that is not the faith place, right? That trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not, on, uh, lean not on your own understanding. I think that's the hardest part right there. Well, what do you mean, lean not on my own understanding? What it means is, I ain't that smart, but God is, and trusting the intent of God is trusting the quality of God. So here's a simple question for you. Do you trust the quality of God? Yes or no? All right, folks, you're listening to the David Food Experience right here on KAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
3: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM.
1: What is the David Spoon
0: experience? Before we pray and before we get going, it's important for you to understand kind of where I'm coming from. A lot of you who, uh, those of you that were in the first service are going, oh no, here comes that joke again. Uh, Wrong, it's a different joke, so we'll go with that. Let's understand that being born and raised Jewish and becoming a Christian is very simply understood for all of you. That means two Jews, three opinions. If you can't figure that out, you're going to have a tough time the rest of this time. So let's talk about what that perspective is and what I learned growing up. There was a lady and she was on a bus. And she was sitting next to a guy. And she turns over to the guy and she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, mister, mister, are you Jewish? And he goes, no, no, I'm not." She goes, okay, thanks. Going further down, she taps him and she goes, excuse me, excuse me mister. She goes, are, are you Jewish? He goes, no, I, I'm not Jewish, but thank you for asking. I appreciate that. They go a little further down and she taps him again. She goes, excuse me one more time, Mr. Are you sure you're not Jewish? He goes, no, I am not Jewish. I am not. She goes, okay, fine. A little further down, she taps him again. She goes, are you really sure you're not Jewish? He goes, fine, fine, I'm Jewish. She goes, funny, you don't look Jewish.
1: if Jesus was
0: lying, welcome back to the David Spoon experience thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770 the truth station here in Texas that's a man the truth station here in Texas don't tell me that's not funny that joke that's funny funny you don't look Jewish okay if you were there live you would have laughed harder although some of you've heard it 30 times I've heard it 4 thousand times I still laugh. But then, I'm strange. Which fruit, here's our Bible trivia, which fruit the size of an orange? Okay, so it's not an orange, right? It's the size of an orange. Which fruit the size of an orange is embroidered, embroidered, embroidered around the edge of the high priest's robe? which fruit... The size of an orange is embroidered around the edge of the high priest's robe. Very tough. Again, if you are going to reach out to us, the way to do that is you would call 972 445 0770, or you would text 214 210 8483, or you would send an email, David at he must increase. Dot org, and there, the phone is ringing. That's a tough, tough, tough question, but it's one of those tough questions that has been asked a lot, and therefore, um, some people may know it. So, do we have somebody who's ready for that? Ooh, very good. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Brenda Gaines. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I thank you for calling. This is a classic question. Are you ready for it? You ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Here's the question What fruit, the size of an orange, is embroidered round the edge of the high priest's robe?
2: I'm thinking it's a pomegranate. That is correct! You are right!
0: Excellent job! That is a great, great, great trivia question and a great answer. That is so good. You are one in 10,000 that would know that just so you could know.
2: (laughs) Wow. Excellent job.
0: Very, very good. I'm very impressed. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you. you. God bless.
2: All right. You too. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: All right. Great job. Great job. Also by Kirk and by Deb, who just pure guess. Yeah, she got it right. That's so good. You guys do so good. All right. Uh, I still have my jokes. Yeah, that's right. You thought you were getting out of them, right? Wrong. As if. That ain't happening. Ready? Uh, ready? This is a little funny. And don't, you know, some of these have a uh, Jewish hint. Some have a Catholic hint. Some have okay, get over it. It's a joke, right? All right. Uh, what do you call a sleepwalking nun? A sleepwalking nun. A Roman Catholic. <laughs> Come on! What do you call a non-practicing Jew? A non- now, I'm Jewish, so don't get offended. A non-practicing Jew. Now, when I answer this, you got to imagine my hand up in the air. Jewish? See? <laughs> See? See? Those are, those are funny. My pastor wasn't a fan of my new Jesus rice. He said uh, not to take the Lord's name in grain. <laughs> okay. Got buzzed on that one. All right. I'll give you one more. <laughs> got buzzed on that one. That's uh, another kind of it was pretty funny, though. Forgive me, Father, Pastor, Vicar, Padre, Priest, for I have synonymed synonyms synonym. okay you're killing me here you know that right <laughs> okay all right killing so me, smalls. Yeah, you're killing me smalls you're killing me all right yeah we kid all right laugh uh all right let's get back to this so i want you to understand what's going on and i want you to understand every one of us who's a bible-believing born-again christian Every one of us who is genuinely—I'm not talking about people that go into church and sit on their blessed assurance. I'm talking about people that actually love the Lord, trying to draw in, trying to understand, trying to get it. You know what I'm saying? you you just like, oh, I I, I want to understand. I want to connect. I think one of the most important things for us to understand is the quality of God and the intent of God in our lives. It's impossible for— finite to contain infinite okay can we all you don't have to it's not i'm not breaking any rules here it's not right it's impossible for finite to contain infinite you're finite god's infinite okay (laughs) done Ding, ding, ding Because of that You are a linear being So we've talked about this before What's a linear being? A linear being is a being that starts at point A And ends in point B You're having faith for point C But you function physically A to B God is an interlinear being Which means he has no point of origin Nor no point of uh, extinction It's continual on the same line And uh, for those that are thinking Is that in physics? Yes, it is So here's the bottom line You're talking about an interlinear being who's dealing with linear beings, and we are people that can't get it when Jesus tells us, okay, well, you got to trust. Okay, And then we're trying to figure out how God organizes the universe specifically in our country, in our state, in our city, in our neighborhood, in our family, and in our own personal lives. Well, you can't fit infinite into finite. That's the problem. So the the answer to that, the solution to that is this. Ready for the solution? Trust. That's the answer. I know it's so ridiculous. like, oh, that's the stupidest thing ever. Exactly. You see, the gospel is actually not overly complex. It's just so undeserved, it's hard to take it. The idea that Jesus would die for us, the idea that Adam sinned as the – and even from a genetic point of view and from a DNA point of view, there's more evidence now in the secular world that humanity started from two entities, male and female entities, and then moved downward genetically versus a whole bunch that they used to think. So they've changed that altogether. So they finally came around to Adam and Eve. (laughs) Congratulations. I could have told you that. I just read – Chapter one. But anyway, the bottom line is those uh processes that Adam and Eve go through and those processes that we all try to grasp and connect we, we it's beyond our scope and there has to be this element where you believe it goes beyond you, but favorably beyond you. And I think what takes place is in our individual lives, we think is God mad. Right? I, I, I know this is a terrible example, but I'll use it anyway because I have my dog on my mind. But if I'm watching a particular hockey team do well and they score a goal, do you know what I do? I don't get up and and, and hold the straw and swing it around the air and go, yay. I get up and go, wah, right? Guess what my dog does? <gasps> What's wrong? <laughs> What's wrong? And he starts barking. <laughs> Right? Why? I'm cheering for a goal. He thinks somebody's attacking the house. Right? Well, the difference between us and God is bigger than the difference between me and my dog. And what I'm trying to tell you is God put this in, He's the one who's walking with us. He's our creator, He loves us. And he takes these things in our lives that we interpret, and I just I think we interpret through this filter of uh, another kick in the, in the backside. This is a, here we go again. Here we go again. All the while God trying to make us reflect Jesus Christ, who didn't live that way, who never uttered, eh, the Father don't know what he's doing, who never faltered in what, He needed to accomplish because of his demonstrating linked connection to the Father. I was like, well, maybe we should do that. (laughs) You think, why did Jesus come? Well, he had to die for us, and there's a judicial sense, but you also know there's an example there somewhere where Jesus goes, do it this way. You guys are doing it wrong. What are we doing wrong? You're trying to do it by yourself, through yourself, in yourself, with your own wisdom. And I'm going to say it again. This first thing I said in the first segment. It comes down to whether or not you trust in the quality of God. It's like that's a, a, almost an unbelievable thought that we would have to say that to one another. But do you believe in the quality of God? And the idea behind that, what is it requiring? It's requiring trust. It's requiring a faith. It's requiring you to, now watch this, believe that God has your best interest in mind, even if it doesn't look like it, feel like it, seem like it, appear like it. I mean, it's it's the more bizarre things that happen in life, I will confess to, there are st- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this, and I'm gonna do it on purpose. Don't take this the wrong way. If you do, I'm throwing my pen at you. Okay, all right. That's, that's my frustration level because I can't. sign. So I wrote like a horrible song, like 28 years ago, 38 years, no, 28, 38, 28 years ago, 38 years or something like that. Anyway, my brother took the song and made it decent. It was very nice of him. He walked into a Teen Challenge uh, meeting. And they had taken that song that he put on his album and played it while he walked into the tent and said, this is our theme for 2018. (laughs) It's like, really? (laughs) If you asked me, I'd be like, dump that thing. (laughs) Dump it and dump it fast. But he he really did something to it that made it better. I don't know. (laughs) Probably added something you know, called theme or something. And anyway, then they, and see, you just don't know what God will do. And how many years later? You're thinking, no way. How can it turn out that way? Well, God's not stuck by time like you and I are. Like, we want our answer and we want it now. We have patience. We just want it right this second. Right? Okay. We can do better than that if we can trust in the quality of God. We'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
1: You You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, Spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On God, Country, Texas, 770-K-A-A-M the david spoon experience
0: and that hope that is offered to us is something that's supposed to greatly encourage us jesus brought life and immortality to light through the gospel through the gospel that jesus died on the cross he was buried and three days later he rose again and by faith in the testimony of god you can live forever that hope Is offered to us. If that hope is offered to you and you have not yet accepted, acknowledged, and surrendered to it, I ask you to do so right this second. I don't even care if you do a fancy prayer. Just say, God, save me in Jesus' name. You will be saved. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on that cross, was buried three days later, he rose again, and you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, turning from where you were and turning to him, You will find life right now. You might be out there thinking, there's no way it can be that easy. Wrong. But you have to receive it. You have to surrender to it. You have to acknowledge God's testimony and say yes to Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what your friends say. Doesn't matter what any other family member says. It only ma- ma- matters for your decision before God in regards to his testimony relating to Jesus Christ and your sins. And that's the hope that is offered to us. And we can be greatly encouraged by that. And that hope is an anchor to our soul. That anchor makes it so that even if the winds are heavy and the waves are intense, we don't get tossed and lost. That there is some stability. That there is some some strength. And you can't be like these people that have no hope. They have, they're, they're. Oh, all there is is this life, and there's nothing else. That's why they're trying to sin their brains out because they don't think there's anything else left. But they're going to die and face God, and He's going to ask regarding His His account that He's given in relationship to Jesus Christ, and they're going to have to answer. And if they have rejected, then they will be as they have placed themselves as people with no hope. But if you're a person that has not made that decision to say yes to Jesus Christ, make that decision right now. Oh, Welcome back. To the David Spoon experience, thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770 the truth station here in Texas. Here's the bottom line. It's not just k it's not k double it's k double See, I had to say it to myself. <laughs> you know, I've done it a hundred times already. You would think it would just go bing, bing, bing. I can't even spell my name when I sign it right, so I don't care. Uh, K-double-A-men right here, 770. So here's the thing that uh, people need to be aware of. You need to be aware of, and we're getting into this, and this is kind of getting into the kind of deeper emotional— I know we're getting that way, so I know it's uh, what— I I think I get uh, what the Lord is asking or pursuing in this uh, uh, process. But I want you to understand that I— Go through this, too. I don't want you to get this idea that I'm, oh, here Dave is teaching. Oh, he knows. Him. I was like, are you kidding me? There is no way that 20 of you together complain to God as much as I do. <laughs> I'm just I mean, it's just—and and I'm not saying that in a private way. It's just I'm—it's of my nature. It's of my, my history or whatever the case may be. And I'm always working on it and trying— but i'm i want to be honest about this stuff i want to go through the reflection of our faith and say you know i can never figure this out or i can i don't understand this and there's quite a bit i don't understand if we get into ecclesiology at not eschatology but ecclesiology which is the study of the church <laughs> you'll be finding out that there's plenty that i'm like going what i don't i don't get it and so there's uh, some of that things. but i want to get this connection with the lord and i want it to be stable Because I actually do believe that as the time increases on our society now, it's going to become tougher to identify as a Christian, not easier, harder. And you're going to be a person who has made that identification, and you must determine to stand firm in your faith because it's going to be challenged. I don't know how it's going to be challenged for you. I don't know how it's going to be challenged for everybody else. But I do know that God is making quite the distinction between real, authentic Christian people and not. And you're either going to be in or out. And that's going to be it. And for the people that are more uh, post-millennial, it's all going to be great and so on and so forth, um, you know, I gosh, I hope you're right. And for the people that are premillennial, and it's like, well, the trumpet will blow and none of it will matter. G.A., I hope you're right, although we're still in it right now. Uh, And uh, for the people that are somewhere in between, I I hope you're wrong because I hope it's one of those other two. But what I'm saying is— we need to have the right mindset, the right heart, the right connection towards all of that. Does, that. does that make sense? And so while we're going through this process, you'll hear me. And every once in a while I'll do a show where I'm just like totally burying my heart, sharing what I go through and what I think, and I look at Scripture just like you. I mean, this is what we do, okay? This is why this is a fellowship and not your church, okay? Does that make sense? Right. I do need to do the trivia question, right? So I need to do that. Uh, according to the parable in Matthew 21— who did the landowner finally send to his vineyard to uh, talk to the workers? According to the parable in Matthew 21, although it could be seen non workers, uh, according to the parable in Matthew 21, who did the landowner eventually send to talk to the workers? Who was that? Okay, who was that? That's a good question. I think you know your answer? You want to call 972 445 0770, or you can text in 214 210 8483, or you can send an email to david at he org. And here's where we always go to the website. And we're going to do that. I want to encourage you to check out the website. There's a new one being developed, and we're making some changes. But in the meantime, we can't afford to shut down what we've got. <laughs> Is that is that a good way to say that? We can't afford to say bye-bye right now. Can't do that. So we encourage you to check out he must increase.org. Website he must increase.org. He must increase Email David at he must increase org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna do our history in the next segment. I want to push that back over, uh, and I want to make sure that everybody knows that if you do go to the website, there's uh, two links on the website. I think for the books, so you can check out the books that we have. We have Broken for His Glory and the Jewish Christian. So that that might help you there. Here's the thing i want to I want to say that is the big thing about all of it. And it's so funny because I'm in Job, which is like the place to be when you start talking about stuff like this. When you start talking about stuff that's going on in your life, that is—I just think Job will have the second or third largest line in heaven. You know, there's always this imaginary principle. Jesus will have the longest line that will whip around the entire, you know— whatever, you know, planetoid for like, you know, miles and miles. And then, you know, it'd be somebody else. And then I think there'll be Job. Job's going to have this really long line. And the reason is because his experience was he was trying to do it right. There was nothing in Job's life that he was trying to do wrong. Zero. And I, and I want to make that point that, that that Job wasn't looking to uh dis, to be uh, disingenuous towards the Lord or anything like that. And in chapters 1 and 2, he is stellar okay let's just say i mean job is stellar in fact at the end of chapter 1 it quite says uh, job did not blame god you're going to find out i'm going to tell you what the sin was in a second and it's going to blow your mind because it's so hard to wrap our brain around but we'll, we'll get to that in a second but in chapter 1 and 2 he's great he does so good that even though chapter 3 through 31 he totally drops the ball <laughs> okay even though 3 through 31 he drops the ball in the new testament it says how great he does because that was pretty good. Most of us would have bailed way early. I mean, the guy uh, is uh, doing nothing but trying to seek the Lord. His kids, eh. for Job to have to sacrifice for his kids because he's kind of concerned that his kids are going to curse God by accident because of their parties, that doesn't sound great, <laughs> to be honest. Right? That doesn't sound fantastic that he's got to cover them. Right? I'm just saying, just giving you the the practicality. But the big key in that text in all of that text is that job was just trying to follow the Lord, do it right, walk it right. He goes through the process, he stands in his faith for a great deal of time. and the in and the, the commendation that he receives at the end of chapter one in job 1 is job did not blame God, okay? Now, the sin that Job had is clearly defined in Job chapter 32. He justified himself and not God. Steve brings up that it's partly connected to pride. There's a truth to that for sure. But that's only part of the way to look at that. What Job did was he said, I'm a good, I'm a good believer. I'm a faithful guy. I'm a good guy. Okay, now keep in mind, he didn't blame God, right? But his sin was he didn't justify God. Now, I want you to understand this. It's not just that he didn't blame God. He didn't say God is right in doing this. You see that difference? To blame God is to say it's your fault. To not justify him is to impute. Impune. you're not doing this for any good reason see that little difference right there see how subtle that is but Job's sin was that he justified himself and not God saying I'm a good believer I follow I'm, I'm trying to walk in this whole thing the right way what's the problem and the answer to that is the problem is that Job didn't say God is right in every element that he's dealing with Because his ways are beyond me. And while Job did say, though God slay me, yet will I trust him, it's in the context of other things he said that don't come out as polished. And the bottom line for Job is he should have been pointing to God and saying, whatever's going on, you're right, and it's right to be done. You've done it perfectly. And he didn't do that. He just didn't curse at him. Uh, That's not the same thing. You can't have one side and not the other. So it's important to grasp what it is that the Lord expects from you and I. And you think, well, well how does God expect us to operate in, in, in that principle? I'm going to tell you how God expects us to operate in that principle. When it says in Isaiah 54, 16, and 17, uh, See, it is I who created the blacksmith who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work, and it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is your heritage of the servants of the Lord, and it is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. It's understanding that whatever God has allowed to be created, whatever God has permitted, remember, he could have wiped Satan out at the moment of rebellion. He didn't, which tells you, it tells you God doesn't like to throw things out. He uses things. That's the way to really understand that. And uses Satan just to demonstrate God's righteousness. That's when you're justifying God. Not when you're just going, well, it's Satan's fault, not God. Oh, well, these are all separate. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to take it on both sides. You got to say, God's not to blame, and he's doing something fantastic here because he is always righteous and right. And no matter what he allows to be created and developed, he has absolute perfect purpose to it. And you know what that takes? Trust in the quality of God. That's what it takes. You can tell me all you want. If you don't believe that God is really for you, you'll never believe that. All right. We're going to get to the trivia because I want to make sure we get the trivia in. But I want you to catch some of these. These are cool. I think these are really important uh, elements. Okay? All right. All right. Did we do the trivia? What was it? We didn't even did a trivia, did we? Did we? No, we well, did. What was the trivia question? What was it? Oh, the parable in Matthew. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm losing my mind. The answer was his son. In the parable of Matthew, the guy sent the owner sent his son, whom they killed. Remember, little reference to Jesus, right? Okay, there you go. Take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on kaam seven seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere.
1: What is the David
0: Spoon Experience? I cannot wait, though I have to do this particular sound. We might interrupt uh, while I'm doing the teaching, but I got to do the sound because it is time for Bible Baloney Beatdown. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. It's now time for
3: David Spoon's Bible Baloney Beatdown. Bible Baloney Beatdown.
0: I'm not get brains out if you had (laughs) any. I can't believe I'm allowed to do that. I love that. Anyhow, uh, Bible alone deep down has to do with the kingdom of God. So there are people that go, well, you know, in scripture there's so many contradictions. Like what about when Jesus said, if you're for me, uh, then you're not, you're not against me. If against me, you're not for me. And they kind of mix it all up and so on and so forth. Let me just help out and just kind of set the record straight, keeping it simple. There are two. Now watch what I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna show you. There are two. Okay, watch somewhere between one and three. There are two. Here you go. One more time. There are two kingdoms. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow your mind when I say this. There is the kingdom of God, right? Everybody would agree. Okay, got it. Seek first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, and then there is any other attempted kingdom. There is the kingdom of God, and then there's any other attempted kingdom: the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of men. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what it is. There's the kingdom of God, and all the other ones. Okay, or and they're all just wrapped up into one thing. There's the kingdom of God, and the kingdoms that are not the kingdom of God. <laughs> That's all we got. That's all it is. Luke chapter 9, verse 49 through 50, John responded, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow us. Verse 50, Don't stop him, Jesus told him, because whoever is not against you is for you. Keeping this in context, the person is not opposed. This is very important. The person is not opposed but for the kingdom of God. He's not neutral. He's a kingdom advancer. He's somebody that is advancing the kingdom, casting out demons in the name of Jesus Christ, and John is like, well, he's not one of us. Okay. That's a whole separate sermon, a whole separate issue, which I'm sure your pastor has taught on many times. And that is the last thing that you need are a whole bunch of more people just like you or just like me. We need people to be like Jesus and they don't need to follow us exactly. They need to follow Jesus. And I don't want to have, I don't want to reproduce a thousand me's. I want people reproducing being Jesus. Because I'm not going to do anything, but people who are more like Jesus, they make a difference. And in context, this person was advancing the kingdom by driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. He's a kingdom advancer. The David Spoon Experience. how oh, Welcome back that David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Got somebody on the line before we even get rolling. So. I am gonna still put out the trivia question. I do want every I want everybody to know that today is Joy Ann's birthday. So in the very beginning, first segment, we did a little special birthday song and a you know uh, happy birthday. Uh, and she didn't even get one of my original uh, comments. I have an original comment that I use for people who have birthdays. You want to know what that original? It's not a totally original. You know what my original birthday comment is for people? You're not old. For a tree, <laughs> see, see for a tree. See that's good, right? All right. Got somebody on the call before I start the trivia? should do they? Was just calling to say you're weird, <laughs> or do you want to? You want to <laughs> see? I'm not making Chris laugh now. See, that's not good. What did you need to? What do we need to do? Nothing. Okay. All right. Here's your. Tri- <laughs> here's your tri- if you question which of the ten plagues, uh, which number? Okay, you know there's ten plagues. Okay, which number? Which plague? Yes, you have to look it up. In, you have to look it up in in Exodus. <gasps> what? You have to look it up. Okay, which number of the plagues was the hail and lightning that destroyed the vegetation? Okay, all right. Which number of the ten plagues was the one that destroyed the hail and the lightning? Destroyed the hail and the destroyed. Oh, Kirk didn't even blink. Wow! That was a very fast answer. Very good job, Kirk. Uh, which number was the one that destroyed uh, all the vegetation? You know, if you're a meat eater, you'd be thinking so. Okay. But anyway, I don't think that was the idea behind it. So anyhow, uh, beyond that, uh, Joy has... Uh, has uh, Checked into the show. So, Joanne, you have to listen to the beginning of the show so you can hear our, our birthday salute. Okay. Not old for a tree. That's a good line, though. <laughs> okay. All right. All uh, right. I know we got history and we have to do history because you don't understand. I write this, I write it my by hand well, in the computer. So, anyway, uh, let's do history. Uh, go ahead and do. History. Let's go live. Now, the reason I didn't jump out of this one is uh, two main reasons. One, today is homemade bread day. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Don't you love that? Do you ever have that, like, the honey butter or the maple butter, and you put that on homemade bread? It's like, wow, oh, wow, oh, oh, oh. So I guess that's not good for you. I will die a year early to be happy for 89 years than to live for 90 years and be miserable. Okay, I don't, I don't know how you compare those. And then the other thing is National Baklava Day. Ha-ha! See? So when we do our thing from baklava, you know, from the Greek word and stuff like that. It's also Electronic Greeting Card Day, which is the easiest way to say I don't want to spend 25 cents on you. Uh, it's kind of like... You just send an email. It just works out, you know, whatever. Uh, 1800 on this very day, the first session of Congress is held in the United States Capitol Building. 1800 on this day, right after that, comes up a sign going, not too smart. Uh, also, the computer mouse is patented by Douglas Engelbart. How much money is that guy worth? Right? Here, you need this to use this. Oh, this is a good idea uh let's see uh oh this is a classic 1992 MBC uh no Bible Christians that's what that stands for uh fake news the NBC's Dateline aired a segment showing a GM truck exploding during a car crash not disclosing that they had used an explosive device to ensure the explosion now if they were doing that in 92 okay O212. 22. That's about 30 years. 20, 30. There has been at least 30 years of, oi vey. I mean, this is lie after that. And that's way. In the 80s they did it. In the 70s they did it. Don't, 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 don't get yourself. That God be true. Romans chapter three, verse four. Let God be true, but every man a liar. How many? Every. Okay. Uh, do we have somebody answering the trivia? All right. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to?
2: Hi, David. Hi, Mary. Mary. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. Good. Pretty good.
0: Glad to hear that, I Mary.
2: Didn't, I didn't hear your birth. Did You sang happy birthday to Joanna, though, right?
0: Yes, that's correct. Today is her birthday. So at the very beginning of the first segment, we did a little birthday, you know, the piano, the chicken on the piano.
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't hear it. I don't know where I was. Well, anyway, um, I think I know the answer to the question.
0: Okay, you got a one out of ten shot, so I'm feeling confident for you. (laughs) Which of the ten plagues of Egypt, which number consisted of hail and lightning that destroyed vegetation?
2: I believe that was the ninth.
0: Okay, but I want you to do me a favor. Oh, oh, I'm I'm wrong. I must
2: be the tenth.
0: Okay, I want you to back up. The, the the typical number for the Trinity from 10.
2: What now? You want me to do what?
0: I want you to pick between 8 and 6. <laughs> pick the number between 6 and 8. 8. No, between those two. What number goes in between them?
2: Oh, really?
0: Yes. One, two, three, four, five, six. One of the very last. Ah, It's with number seven. (laughs) It's number seven. But that's fun because you know what? It's a hard one to remember. But I, 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 I do think it's worthwhile that not a lot of people will ever forget that I said to you pick between six and eight, and you went with eight. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, okay okay well i guess it was seven yep that's right mary <laughs> <laughs> oh, i i guess i because i thought oh, and the very last one of course was was the uh, death angel you know Good. Yep,
0: that's right. That's 100 percent correct. Excellent job, though. Yeah. I love hearing from you. So I you didn't answer the last
2: one. Yep. That's <laughs> oh expensive. well, I, I so that's the seventh.
0: The seventh. Oh, the my seventh one. Goodness. yep God took out the veggies in seven.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. All
0: right, Mary. Oh, uh,
2: I hope maybe I remember that. I need to go back there and look at them again. Okay. Bye. <laughs> They were pretty awful, you know. I mean, you know, frogs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's another bad one. There's a lot
0: of bad ones. There weren't any good ones, and that's why they were plagues. I mean, that's the whole but thing.
2: Well, lice, lice would have been really terrible. They yeah. had lice, too. See, some of them I remember. I know they had the, yeah. one, of, one of the plagues was that horrible lice. Yeah, well, you know, what are the, okay, what are the, yeah. you I'll got have to it. I to better remember that it's the seventh one. Seventh and, one. Um, Good so job. Maybe I'll do better next time, okay? All
0: right, you got it, Mary. Okay. God bless. Uh, uh,
2: All right. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, he does. He's blessed me every day. Thank you. He blesses me every day. Amen. Yeah. Amen. He gives me another, another day to live for and for one, and. All
0: right.
2: His word is sure a blessing. Okay, I'll let you go. All right, Bye. Mary.
0: Talk to you. Bye. Isn't she the sweetest? And we didn't even mention the 11th plague. You get forced to watch MSNBC. Oh, I didn't say that on the. Did I say that in the. I didn't say that. Okay. Okay. Let's go back to the teaching. We're so far removed from it, but we're not done with it. Here's the bottom line the bottom line is I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you four letters, and then I'm going to give you another four letters with one letter change. Ready? Saul and Paul. Saul was a murderer who was after the church and hunting it. You cannot possibly think as the church that this guy had any good for you since he was affirming people's death and throwing people in prison had the authority to do so, and was doing so. See, that's why you have to understand that the Sanhedrin and the leadership in the Jewish committee, that they could throw people in prison. That's not the same as our leadership is in churches today. Let's at least acknowledge that, okay? God took a Saul and made made him into a Paul. And from the church perspective, he took a destroyer and made him into a builder. His building would not have been as effective if his destruction wasn't effective. That's a hard one to hear, isn't it? In other words, he would not have been as impactful later if he was less impactful earlier. But that's not how that worked, is it? And that principle comes back to the place where you and I have to do this one thing that we've said every segment, and that is trust the quality of God. You don't have to understand every element of what you're going through. You don't have to jump up and down like you're on a trampoline saying, yay, yippee, yay, during every moment of what you're going through. But you do have to exercise that principle of faith, believing that God has the best interests of your life in his hand, and you have to believe that he is who he proclaims himself to be and will help you. Yeah, you have to believe that. Or your faith is thin. So it's just, you got to get to that place. And I understand it's not easy, and I think it's a fair thing to come before the Lord and say, help me fully believe, or at least more than I do now, in the goodness that comes from you. I think it's fair. I think God would appreciate the honesty, to be honest, about the whole thing. All right. Trust the quality of God. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770 the truth station here in Texas. Taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.
1: Most of my life, it feels like i Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.